Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today, Susanna Fielding. Um, Susanna has been going for years. She's from a theatre background. And then across TV and movies, she's appeared in uh, the likes of 4321, the Noel Clark movie. That's a fine movie. Kevin Smith cameo in that. Uh, she's done video games, the, the Forza Horizon games, Black Mirror, Catastrophe, The Great Indoors, that was an American sitcom, with Joel McHale. And then her big breakthrough this year, 2019, Jenny Gresham, this time with Alan Partridge which may or may, may not have been inspired by the likes of The One Show and GMTV and programmes such as that. Um, and she was a revelation. And I, I really, I was going to say, I really feel, but I mean, I think it's just a fact that this has proved such a deserved launchpad for Susanna. If my, vo if my voice sounds deeper than usual, it's because it's 6am and uh, I'm on a coffee. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. So it's led to, uh, she's going to be in a, a mini series called Life next year. But she's in Sticks and Stones. A new Mike Bartlett drama, Mike Bartlett, the uh, creator of Dr. Foster. And Sticks and Stones is so fascinating because it's all about office politics. Something that we have all probably been involved in. I used to work um, in a working man's club as a glass collector and then barman there was politics there <laughs> it doesn't matter where you work there will be politics um, I, I can't think of a TV show could be wrong that has addressed office politics so head on in the way that Sticks and Stones does obviously there was The Office the, uh, the seminal um, British sitcom Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant but but sticks and stones is more of a uh, a deep dive and more of a, a serious meditation on office politics and uh, everything associated uh, with with that. Um, and Su Susanna is just the the dream guest. She's wonderful. In uh, in balance related news, we had a rather exciting week last week because our Jack Black interview went global. It truly blew up around the world. 
um, Jack told us that he is planning on retiring. You may have seen that. And that, that was, that was our interview. That was exciting. If you've not read it, if you Google, I think you probably will have done because it was, it was quite literally everywhere. But if you Google Jack Black retire balance, and that was from our chat, Jumanji, the next level is in cinemas now. And if it is one of Jack Black's final movies, all the more reasons to go see it at the cinema. Um, but he was great. What a lovely, what a lovely, sweet bloke. Um, tell you what else is lovely. <laughs> Seamless. Uh, Susanna Fielding. Uh, here she is. As I say, Sticks and Stones on tonight. ITV1. Yet again, a great drama from... I'm not being paid by ITV to say this. ITV, if you're listening, I happily will be paid by you if you're up for that. Um, but ITV1 is has just become the home of quality drama across this past... More, it's been more than 10 years now, just banging out wonderful dramas that are revered all around the world. Um, so here she is, the, the wonderful Susanna Fielding. Um, Susanna, thank you so much uh, for, for, for joining us. You must be particularly thrilled, given that I, now I just associate ITV1 with the best drama on the planet. I mean, it's responsible for some absolute all-time classics, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. you must be pinching yourself. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think British television in general is going through an amazing kind of period, isn't it? The quality is so really high. Is, yeah. The scripts are so high. The acting is so, so high. So I think Sticks and Stones, you know, we have one of the best writers, I think, at all and and for television and uh, as well. Mike Bartlett, who did yeah. Dr. Foster um, and other brilliant dramas like Press and things like that. Um, so the writings, if you've got a good script and people understand the vision, then that's half the battle. So, But this this is a bit different, I think. Now, I, I know I'm always mindful of... Our regular listeners will probably get uh, frustrated by the amount of times that I say, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. But, I mean, <laughs> I really I really don't want to spoil anything. But the, the reason why this show is going to strike such a chord with... So, I mean, with everyone, as soon as I say the next two words... Office politics. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all we've all got our stories of office politics. Yeah. Speaking from experience, you know, I, I would always insist that I'd be the bigger person. I'd never get embroiled in that sort of thing. And then you find yourself, and so I mean, again, speaking from experience, sometimes if you don't play the game and it's awful, you can end up getting spat out the other side. Um, so what right, yeah. what can you share about about the show without spoilers? Well, I think you kind of put it brilliantly there because there's this. It's essentially about workplace bullying, office politics, but but the big decision for all of us when and I think most people will have been involved at some point in their lives on on one side of it, either being bullied or bullying somebody or doing what you say, which is trying to not get involved, but they're thereby kind of standing by and not doing anything. Um so it's yeah, it's it's a fascinating subject in that regard. And um, um, Ken is brilliantly, brilliantly plays this this man who's kind of really struggling at work. And the brilliant thing about the show is that you can't, you're not quite sure if it's in his head and he's imagining it yeah. or if it's really happening, which of course is, you know, what things, verbal bullying and things like that can be like. It's very hard to put your finger on it. What, what is happening? Am I being too sensitive? Am I being paranoid? Did they really oh, mean it like that? Am I just having a bad day? Am I suffering with anxiety? You know, there's so many grey areas and I think that's what the show like depicts so brilliantly and I think people will be able to relate to to that feeling at some point in their lives, definitely. The reason why I laugh there is because every question you just asked yourself there is a question 
not these days, but uh, balance, if you're listening, I'm perfectly happy. No, there's no politics there. But places where I've worked historically, there have been times, or certainly when I've managed people, mm. when you go home and you have to... Things you're not overanalyzing often, you're just analysing, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and also, it doesn't matter where you work. You know, my mum worked in a shoe shop back in the 80s, or it doesn't matter if you're a CEO at some blue-chip multinational corporation... Everyone experiences it, don't they? They do. And I don't think we really talk about it very much. Like, yeah. We talk about bullying at school and thankfully that's becoming a subject that's, you know, not now something where people go, oh, well, get on with it. It's part of what, you know, that's part of your school days. Thankfully, we're talking about the fact that that can actually be incredibly damaging and it needs to be managed. Yeah. But we sort of feel like as adults, well, we should just kind of, you know, stiff up a lip, get on with it, you know, toughen up. And certainly the character that Ben Miller plays in the show, that's sort of his stance on it, which is helpful to see that because you realise if he, in his kind of managerial capacity, had done something a lot sooner, this might not have got so out of control. Um, But yeah, we feel like we should just be able to get on with it. And actually, when you're spending five days a week, nine to five, sometimes longer with people in an environment that's become toxic or you feel is unsupportive, it can have massive impact on your mental health. Oh, I mean, it absolutely. I mean, again, I speak from experience. It yeah. can, it, it, oh my gosh! I mean, office stuff. I've chatted with my therapist about absolutely. Mm, I'm sure um, a lot of people do. Absolutely. How do you how do you prepare for? Given that in this country, no one prepares anyone for office politics. How do you, as an actor, how on earth do you prepare for a role like that? Yeah, it's true, isn't it? We don't we don't talk about it. It's one of those things that we're just supposed to know how to do and we're supposed to know how to manage difficult people. We're supposed to know how, when to be quiet and when to stand up for ourselves and all those boundaries. I mean, I'm reading a book about boundaries at the moment. I think it's a really important life lesson and one that most people only learn when they haven't set them and have found themselves in a position where they go, oh, goodness, I need to learn how to get this life skill um i wish i was one of those lucky people that was born with boundaries but there aren't many (laughs) um but yeah i mean i did i spoke to a lot of people who were kind of in big high-flying um management consultancy type businesses yeah because i was actually in the play version of of course yeah and so we luckily we were lucky enough to have someone come in and talk to us and that actually blew my mind in terms of this idea of 360 review, um, which is something that companies are bringing out more and more. The idea that every single person you work with is is basically reviewing you like you would an Uber driver <laughs> at the end of every job you do. So you are constantly on high alert and trying to keep everybody happy, which raises the stress levels hugely. And particularly the woman we spoke to was talking about the 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 suicide rate within the company that she worked at and the fact that it was all being kind of kept quiet but that the pressure on people was so extreme and that it became their whole world because the work was 24/7 ultimately um that they f- really felt there was no other way out than to than to you know jump off the top of the oh office my building gosh. so it's it's no joke really and i think um as the, as the standards and the pressure gets more and more for people in the workplace, it's something that we really need to be paying massive attention to. What was what was their advice for anyone um, who has experienced or is experienced in that sort of thing? What was what was their take in terms of what <clears throat> what you should do about it? Well, the woman that we spoke to, it was a case of um, get out, really, as in uh, those 
those oh, companies yeah. breed that kind of competitiveness that's not good for the human brain. Yeah. Um, and there aren't, not all companies are like that. And actually the, the version that we've created in the TV show is a slightly different type of company. It's a little bit more kind of middling, less high flying perhaps. But there is still that element of pressure. Um, and I think really it's now about you know the the structure, the corporate structure of each company, catering to, to for people to understand this and managers knowing how to handle it, and that it's the whole ethos of the company that needs to change. Um, which you know that's very difficult to tell, isn't it? When you're going for an interview for a job, am I walking into a company where they are going to help me if I'm having problems, or one where they're going to say, "Well, get on with it. That's your problem." I think it's why perhaps it's why the likes of Google and Pixar, when we hear these anecdotes, you know, this, we get this anecdotal evidence as to how magical, like genuinely magical these places, mm. it does seem that more companies are going that way, doesn't it, with taking care of people? Yeah, I think they're slowly starting to realise that productivity is not about hammering people and getting yeah. every last, you know, breath out of them, but it's about creating a workspace which allows people to feel relaxed and, and capable and encouraged and um, and, you know, even just like you're saying, like down to creating a positive work environment that isn't just grey and banks of computers where there's spaces for people to kind of be creative and, and have some joy in their day to day lives. So, yeah, there is some. And, and I suppose that's an, an American influence, actually. They seem to be a little bit ahead of us in that regard. Yeah, that's true. Um, but. Also, I suppose there are buildings like the one we're in today where there's lots of small businesses within a big, really lovely environment. Um, so so I think the environment helps a lot, but it's down to the ethos of the management, really. Now, from your... Uh, listeners will know that what an emotional person I am, but <laughs> from an emotional point of view, this the, you yourself, this must be such a, a, a magical, wonderful time of your career because you're doing I'm, I'm doing the upward motion with my hand but what what a what a wonderful 2019 you've had and now you're in a show these there was a thing about 10 years ago this this phrase water cooler telly like, right yeah I think, I think these days people just shout across the office did you, did you watch sticks and stones last night <laughs> well I mean, they text each other yeah yeah absolutely. yeah the whatsapp groups are, ex, are exploding yeah. but, i mean this is this is wonderful isn't it it really is and and i i really like that idea that this is a show that's going to be discussed around the water cooler because it's great watching crime drama and going, oh, who do you think did it? Who do you think did it? But this is a water cooler drama that's about people standing around a water cooler. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's even better because it's hopefully going to alert people to, oh, actually, the way that he speaks to me is a bit like what I saw on TV last night. Maybe I'm not imagining it. Or, you know what, I think I do need to talk to my boss about the way we manage those meetings because what happened on Thursday is exactly like what I saw on TV last night. What do you think? And let's open that conversation and start to not just feel like we should all be coping individually. So I'm always thrilled to be part of something that might actually make a difference in some way, and I do think this this has that potential. So yeah, it's it's it has been a, it has been a good year for which I'm very grateful, career wise anyway. <laughs> well, good, you know, good, you know, good for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But some, you know, you've done the you've done the hard yards. You've appeared, you know, your your TV credits. You've you've grafted. You've worked so hard. There's a quote I love by Jose Mourinho, and I, I think of this often. He once <laughs> said, it, it, "It's taken me ten years to become an overnight success." Mm. That is, I mean, that that really applies to you, doesn't it? In the in the loveliest way, in the most life affirming way possible. Yeah, I guess that's true. I have put I've put the hours in, and I've worked for no money, and I've worked for very little money, and I've really, you know, I've really grafted to the point sometimes where it's all been. 
you know, quite overwhelming. How do you keep paying the rent, but also, you know, do eight shows a week, but work during the day to try to, you know, bring in enough money to be able to pay for your bus fare? Like it's, it's been, it's been a struggle. Um, I couldn't have done it without people like my mum kind of, you know, giving me a, the encouragement that I need every now and again and, and good friends and a community of actors who are very supportive as well, which luckily we have in this country. Um, but yeah, it's funny when you watch, you read articles about people being a newcomer and you think, um, no, they've been, they've been working away for 15 years behind the scenes. Um, but I, yeah, I feel very fortunate that things, uh, I've had, a, you know, a few really nice jobs that have kind of made things a little bit easier. Now, as a, as a, as a partridge, as a, I'm not, just, I'm not just a partridge fan. I'm, a, I'm almost like Jed Maxwell, the guy with the partridge tattoo on his, <laughs> on his chest. I mean, what, what that character? Honestly, I, I love him so much, and so to meet someone who's such an integral part of that universe, um, a proper fanboying now. Uh, but I mean, that must be <gasps> that is that's an amazing thing, isn't it? To get that role and to resonate because the the partridge fans love you so much they love you they love the character mm. i mean it's it's dreamland isn't it it really is and of course you never know i mean i was extremely excited when i got the script i did a self tape then i had to um fly back to the uk because i was in another country um and do an hour and a half's improv with steve and rob and neil gibbons who write the show um as my second audition which i don't think i've ever been more nervous in my entire life i'm nervous just hearing I that i know it was well um and and you you know those things are really tricky because you're walking into a dynamic that's already set up. Those guys know each other so so well, so you have to find a way to slot in, um, which thankfully somehow I did. And and getting the job was one of the best moments ever. But even then, you're not sure if is the character going to go down well? Are the fans going to like the new reincarnation of the show? And then I thought, well, maybe I'm not even in it. I thought it might just be my shoulder. Um, so it was only when we actually kind of were at the screening at the BBC and I realised, oh, wow, I, I am really in this. That <laughs> um, uh, that was that was a really exciting moment to think, OK, well, you know, I hope I hope they like it. And, and they have. So I'm, I'm super grateful. Those parts don't come along very often. Not those parts that everybody is likely no, to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm right in thinking that you and the way I read this I, you didn't mean this in an arrogant or even overly confident way, but you knew the character straight away. Am I right in thinking that? You knew that you nailed it from the off. Well, I think I knew who she was because there's that very specific style, isn't there, of those TV presenters that we that we know so well. And they, you know, Tess Daly, Holly Willoughby, Susanna Reid, they have that brilliant professionalism and kind of perfect perfect exterior um and so I knew that bit I knew what to do with that um and I also went to see uh, people like Alex Jones on the one show to see what the kind of off moment the off switch looked like as well um that moment where they shout cut and they pick up their coffee and start texting and and you know perhaps bickering with their uh, co-stars I don't know but yeah I definitely had a sense of who she was and I'd weirdly played characters before who'd been tv presenters and uh, so I kind of had a little bit of experience. I guess it's funny, isn't it? Nothing's wasted. Those things lead up to preparing you for something like this. And also, it's that she's such a complex character because obviously, on the surface, there's the smile. But you, by the way, if you've not watched it yet, please, for the love of God, is it, I don't think it's still on iPlayer. It is. They've just bought it back. Have they really? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So it's on at the moment. Oh no, I'm doing this Christmas. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, kids. Um, 
but it's that it's, she's so confident because on the on the surface there's the smile, but we know if you scratch that surface, there's a lot going on. You know, there's, there's the ambition. There's 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 a little bit of school duggery, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's. That's a joy, isn't it, for a for an actor? Yeah, that's right. She so easily could have been just a kind of pretty, yeah, um, you know, addendum. And uh, and what Robin Neal have done so brilliantly of this is they've given her lots of different kind of facets, which of course people have. And and you don't get to be a female presenter on a massive show like that without having been really hardworking and ambitious. So I think it's right that she has that that side to her. But yeah, all the bits where she kind of steals his lines and um, tries to make <laughs> him feel insecure about his articulation and all of those bits are super fun to play. Um, yeah, many different levels. I mean, I've been, I've been into Partridge since day one and I think I've, I've read Coogan say this, that he thinks the Gibbons are responsible for, for like peak Partridge. Mm. But I mean, they're... They just—I've never met them. If I, if I ever met them, I'd just say thank you so much. But they're—they're they're incredible, aren't they? <laughs> they really are, and I think the, the way, as far as I'm aware, the way that they um, got the job that they now have is just by writing um, a little scene to Steve at his production company, and he read it, and he was like, "Oh God, these guys know this man so well." And then they started talking, and then oh mid-morning God. matters happened, and Alpha Papa, and here we are. Um, so inspirational, yeah, to that, isn't it? it? They just have his voice, <laughs> and and together they, yeah, they're they're absolutely exceptional. Now, um, I know again you have to be careful because I know sometimes you sign NDAs and whatnot. But what what um, what can you share about the next series without Coogan's people? You know, sniper rifle being. You know, a red dot appearing on your head or anything I like wish that. I knew anything. In fact, we haven't even had a second series completely confirmed yet. What? So it's all it's all up in the air. Steve is a very busy man and he's doing, um, you know, episodes of this and writing films and this, that and the other. So I'm, I'm confident it will happen, but we don't have a bit of paper and I certainly don't have any plot lines to share. I do apologise. So I'm 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 listening to you, but at the same time praying for. <laughs> praying for we must pray. We must pray. Now, have you have you given what 2019 has been like for you? I so tell if your confidence is ever low, just give me a call. I will. Yeah, You're making me feel fantastic. But because 2019 <laughs> has been such a a, a, a a wonderful year, have you? I'm, I'm sort I'm, I'm sort of I've read so many self help books. I mean I've. I, Oprah, oh, if Oprah Winfrey saw too. my Audible collection, she'd be, she'd be, you know. But there's this thing about smelling the roses. Have you been able to afford yourself that uh, that little window of time to say, you know what, I've worked so hard for this. Have you, have you managed to do that? Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? And I think uh, I've recently started meditating more and I'm a big, big bit, uh, reader of self-help books. I'm, I think it's you know, kind of the only way to survive really in this crazy, fast-paced, demanding and overwhelming world that we live in. Um, So I I have forced myself actually to to, uh, stop and smell the roses in the way you put it and be grateful because it's very easy, isn't it, when we're kind of rushing about here, there and everywhere and just kind of firefighting life to not take that time. But um, work-wise, it's been an yeah it's been an extraordinary time and and i'm also aware that these little pockets of these windows don't last forever you know you you go back out into the cold for a bit and then hopefully you find your way back in and most actors careers kind of go like that so um yeah i'm i'm thanking my lucky stars at the moment 
Please, please may I ask what, what are your favourites of self-help books? Yes. So, um, as I mentioned, I'm listening to Boundaries at the moment, which I think is probably essential reading. I'm writing, um, I'm writing all these down. Write them all down. Thank you. It's, um, it's quite... Um, it's quite practical, that book, which I really like. I love the practical ones. Yeah, and it talks about yeah. boundaries within the, within the digital age, as in how we kind of keep and manage our phones and laptops and all of that. Um, boundaries with children, boundaries with partners, parents. So it's very specific. I really like that. Um, big fan of the book Attached, which is by Amir Levine. And it's, I think, essential reading. If you have a teenage child... <laughs> Please, please give it to them for their 18th birthday. Had I read that when I was 18, my I think my life personally would have had a very different path. It talks about attachment styles and, and attachment styles in relationships. Um, and that was absolutely life-changing for me, that book. Um, so I really recommend it. Even It's on Audible as well, so you can listen. What advice does it give in the book then? Well, it's, it's, it explains that there's three different attachment styles that we mostly fall into and this is based on when we're children and and our attachment is to our primary caregivers but it also then relates to how you form romantic relationships in your life as an adult and so there's anxiously attached people avoidantly attached people and secure securely attached people securely attached people have grown up in a very stable home with predictable parents jesus christ (laughs) where where was this book the scales are falling right And unfortunately, what happens is if you are anxiously attached, as I am, yeah, right. I had a a parent that came in and out of my life, and and unfortunately, that teaches you as a child that the world isn't necessarily a very safe place, and that people might leave. So you become anxiously attached in trying to keep people um, and not allowing them to abandon you. Um, They are then very much attracted to avoidantly attached people who tend to be quite distant and struggle to maintain intimacy so it's about choosing partners who are going to fit with your attachment style and knowing how to spot them and and often you can think securely attached people who are really healthy they might seem boring or unexciting but actually um they're exactly the kind of people that um you should be looking for so I suppose I haven't probably summed it up perfectly but... no I really think I mean you've I feel like you spoke to my soul there <laughs> right I mean I was I, I mean I've done a stand-up routine about this but I was I, it's, but it's absolutely true I was single for, for 12 years really from 1997 to 2009 stop it <laughs> But that book sounds like this, you know, when I was eight, like you say, when I was 18, I should be, I should have been hooking that straight to my veins, you know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, because people like yourself and me, you know, we'll go looking for the exciting people who are only only going to probably find us too much or or um, not really want to make that secure attachment, which is what you really want in your loving relationships. You see, I'd, I'd attribute therapy with... Uh, absolutely change my life. I know it. I, I do know it's not for everyone, but I, oh, I I'm such a huge, huge advocate. believer. Yeah, are, are, you, are, you, are you an advocate as well? Absolutely. I'm. I think it's something that, if, unfortunately, the cost is prohibitive very yes. often. But it's something that I would like to do for the rest of my life every week if I could. God, yeah. Just that. Just that window to explore the choices you're making and work out your patterns of behaviour and and have somebody reflect stuff back to you is so helpful. It's in, it is incredible, isn't it? Mm, and yeah. I, I'd always dreamed of that goodwill hunting moment, and I, I've, I've actually had it. You know the one really? where you know the you know they're not not you, Sean, and then it's. Uh, um, <laughs> and was that? Do you think what helped you kind of find a partner that you're happy with? One one hundred percent. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. Um, Did you have a sort of wake up moment that that led to that, or? Uh, my, so one thing, my I think I've ever said this on this podcast. Maybe I have. One thing, my therapist said was and I've, I've given this to I've given this advice crediting the therapist I'm not going to cut that credit myself she said when the when the pupil is ready the the master appears mm. and what she meant by that was I now think you're ready to to be in a relationship after these 12 yeah. l- lean, <laughs> lean lean years yeah and she was and she was proved absolutely Mm. Correct, and I do. I do believe that. Uh, and again, I can only speak for myself, but uh, I, you know, if I, I will unashamedly go full Oprah on this. But you do have to learn to love and like and respect yourself before yes. someone else is going to feel that way about you as well. Absolutely, and it it takes time, and you can feel impatient about that. But but you're right. If you've done that work, it's going to help you attract somebody who's kind of going to be good for you and you have something to give back i guess it's an exploration of the self isn't it mm, which can feel so, kind of self-indulgent in some ways but but actually you're, you're a much better person in the world aren't you if you're doing that work i think if you're not kind of taking your rubbish everywhere and flinging it at people you Absolutely. know in your day-to-day life it's, it's actually investment in yeah in everybody around you as much as yourself isn't it and i think i think also anyone listening who's having a, is going through a tough time of it and i know it's it's very easy to give advice isn't it but again as someone who, who's, who's really put himself through some of the most stupid and you know darkest <laughs> stuff imaginable a lot of it was self-inflicted i, I, mm-hmm. I must admit but if you if you if you reframe this is nlp talk now but if you reframe it and think of it as a as an opportunity to go on this adventure of the self or exploration of the mm. self it, it, you want to think of it as quite an exciting thing don't you yeah because your whole life can change and and your whole relationship with yourself and and the people that you attract into your life is going to change completely but you very only get to that point when you've had 
reached rock bottom. And I, that's certainly been the case for me, what's really kind of propelled me into this experience you know, exploration of myself and my past and my choices is from having, a you know, really, really dark times. And um, and you never think you're going to be grateful for those, but I think I probably will. Um, I think I'm getting there. Did, and did you also find that the, the career, once, you, once you've, again, I'm sorry I'm using this expression so much, but once you've got on this exploration of the self, did you then find that the, as as you uh, benefited from this work that you did, that the career also in turn had, uh, had a boost. It's funny. I suppose I'm still I'm still in in the in the middle of the journey at the moment, so I'm not sure. But I have a feeling that yeah, if you can find peace with yourself and learn to set boundaries with people and ask for what you deserve, um, and not feel so apologetic about taking up space and all of those things that certainly I struggle with, and I imagine some people listening might um there's something in that you not only attract healthier people into your life but I think you probably attract positive things generally and that and that might manifest in you know great work happy happy to cut this out because it's uh, it's none of my business Mm. what 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 happened um I just had you know um I had a great experience being in America but then um, I lost a job that I was working on there and had a few had a difficult time um, being being out there without being able to work and that kind of um, came in at the same time as lots of personal difficulties as well um, and then I d- developed you know an anxiety um, thing which I'm working through at the moment and you know being an actor is absolutely wonderful, but there is a lot of stress and uncertainty, which doesn't help if you're if you have anxiety. Um, and I think lots of people, um, you know, in this industry and and out of it, um, suffer. But it's something that I've kind of been trying to find my way through, and um, and th- there's light at the end of the tunnel. So um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey, really. What, what has there been anything? Um... What have, been, what have been the best, I don't want to use the word tips, but the, the best things that you've learned, the best uh, strings to the bow, I guess, for, for combating the anxiety? Um, I think talking to people, not pretending everything's fine, is a big one. Because the more people you talk to, the more you realise you're not alone. Um, meditation, definitely. And I'd found it really hard to do. I'd done the apps and I'd done, you know, and they're all great, but... I kind of was like, but I don't, I still don't really know how to do this. And so I did a course called Ziva Meditation. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I found invaluable. Um, it costs a bit of money, but I think there's also something in that where if you've invested financially oh, in something. for sure. Right? It, it, you kind Absolutely. of you think, well, I spent 200 quid on that, I'm so gonna, I better, I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's certainly something that I know makes a difference for me. Um, and now I do it every day and I um, really notice if I haven't done it. Um, and I miss it if I haven't done it. And I could not have said that six months ago. I was good for you. That's incredible. Couldn't sit still. I mean, I still struggle to sit still. Yeah. But um, but there's something in that that's really good. I think um, learning to be on my own and take time out and not feel like I've got to be, you know, socialising or working or ticking things off a list. Um, I'm a big doer. I think you know you have to give yourself 
your mind time to process everything. If you think back to, you know, 50 years ago, people would have come home at five o'clock. There wouldn't have necessarily been a television, certainly no laptops, phones. They had a whole evening to process what happened during that day, talk to their family members, connect, hopefully, <laughs> um, and and go to bed ready to sort of restart another day. Whereas now we just don't stop. You know, we're, we're stimulated constantly and I don't think our brains can handle it. Mine certainly can't. Um, so I guess those are three big things. Also exercise, which I'm a bit lazy about, but um, I do notice that makes a difference. I've recently started boxing, which I love. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that I find really, really cathartic. And also just self-care generally, like taking the time to, you know, go on a holiday for, for me. Um, that's not so easy to do if you've got three children and I'm at a point where I don't. But um, yeah, those little moments, you know, buying yourself a massage or whatever it is that makes you feel like you're you're loving yourself yeah the uh how do you ask selfishly asking for myself mm. how because i've with the meditation i'm with you in terms of i've done the apps yeah i've done the youtube things yeah but i know in my heart of hearts that what i'm doing is riding a bike with the stabilizers on. yes right so how, how did you make that habit uh stick with the you know you went on the course was it hard to then make it part of the daily routine it wasn't actually it's a bit like the um alan carr easy way to give up smoking book because it's it sort of reframes meditation in that it it helps you understand that without it you can't really do anything else so i took that course and you watch a video every day for two weeks by which by which time i was just sold because i'd experienced this kind of feeling of being okay like whatever else is going on for those 20 minutes i'm okay and that's addictive actually um because you don't that's a great way to look at it, you yeah. don't rely on anybody else i don't need somebody to be nice to me i don't need somebody to give me a job i don't need my personal life to be perfect but i'm really fine for those 20 minutes um and it gave me a chance to take the stabilizers off like you say and learn how to do it myself and and know when i'm doing it right and when I'm not quite there um, and it's about being kind to yourself and not expecting yourself to be perfect um, when I think if we're learning from these you know it's very accessible this course that I did yeah how do you spell it uh, z-i-v-a that's getting a little box uh, yeah drawn, drawn around it that there. could be your Christmas present I'll tell you off, off air what I bought myself for Christmas. My, my wife rolled her eyes that much that she nearly strained a cornea. Um, what is it? Okay, I'll tell you. So, so December has been a, bit, a very busy month mm. and there was one day in particular where I doubled up on work. So I, did, I had a day thing and then went into an evening thing. So I probably started work at about... I set off work about 7am and got home at about 11pm, right? Yeah, long and day. So almost in like a fit of, like a, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not spoiled, but like a spoiled brat, I had this moment of, yeah, I am going to buy myself. <laughs> and I bought myself a, uh, 
the PlayStation. <gasps> Wait for it. No, no, no. I've already got the... I bought myself the virtual reality. Oh, uh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 41 years old. What are you like? Yeah, the two kids will be watching me on Christmas Day. There <laughs> we go. No, sorry. You're not, you're not no. old enough to appreciate this. Um, may, please, may I ask, mm. as we hit 2020, so Sticks and Stones absolutely promises to be... Um, as I say, this is this is going to be the sort of thing where Twitter will be, you know. Let's hope so. It will be it will be buzzing. What 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 do you have coming up next that you, that you're allowed to tell us about? I'm uh, the next thing I've got coming out is a thing called Life, which is also written by Mike Bartlett. Thank you very much, Mike Bartlett. <laughs> um, and it's a totally different um, drama. It's for BBC, and it's about the lives of all these different residents in. A house that's been divided into flats and I love the concept so much because I think we are so often living within a you know just a paper thin wall dividing us from another family and we don't know anything about what's going on for them and there may be so many similarities or or connections but we don't Actually, I do talk to my neighbours. I'm very lucky. I've friendly neighbours, but so a lot often, of people don't. Though, yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't, and especially in London, I've definitely experienced it. We've got no idea what's going on through the wall, or below you, or above you, and so this show allows you to see into all those lives, and then intertwines the stories and brings them together. So I think it's actually, and again, that might be another really fantastic show that you know hints at the idea that we might all like to talk to each other a little bit more. See those just those two shows on their own, sticks and stones, mm. and life. The you know, I, you know, I always feel that the, the the greatest ideas are the ones where you go, "How has that not been done before?" Yeah. But sometimes it's just that the best ideas are the, are the most simple ideas. So, for a drama to tackle off his politics, I can't. I honestly can't think of a show that has done this in such a way. No. And then, as you describe in life, I'm thinking, why has that not been? You know, I mean, right. it's, it, it, Mike Bartley's such a remarkable individual isn't he? He really is because he's also very he's very funny and he does manages he manages to hit those those issues that we're all we're all dealing with those universal issues. I mean Dr Foster did did that didn't it? It's yeah. about marriage ultimately yeah. and about trust and trust not just trust in the relationship but the trust that she has with the people in the village as the well. Community, you know? The community exactly. So everyone could tap into something I think that they could understand personally in that. And then that brilliant show Press that he did which was all about um, you know, journalism and how that's developing. That was so fascinating and so timely. Um, he's got an amazing kind of sense of what people want to watch, I think. So hopefully people want to watch this. Well, on, on behalf of all of our listeners, I, w- I wish you uh, the, the happiest Christmas. And I, I really mean this. I, I I really feel like this is this is just the start for you. I really do. So you've had a you've had a I'm nearly tearing up here. You've had a, <laughs> you've had a you've had a a, a, a wonderful 2019 and I do know just from doing my homework I know how hard you've worked I know what this all means to you and I really think that 2020 will be will be even bigger so oh, just thank huge you. congratulations thank you so much I'm tearing up now too Merry Christmas well done thank, thank you, you. Thank bless you. you thanks a lot Aww. that was great great huge thanks to Susanna so lovely to meet her what a, her her loveliness came through what a top top dude sorry I, again I've turned this into this is your life um, Sticks and Stones, I, I really think you'll all be watching. Sticks and Stones tonight, ITV, ITV1. I've just realised that a lot of our listeners are abroad. <laughs> Do you have ITV player abroad? Check it out if you <laughs> see if you can find it. It's called Sticks and Stones. Mike Bartlett wrote it. And I'm talking to our overseas listeners. Uh, and I hope it comes to a territory near you soon. 
Uh, I hope you're having a lovely Christmas. This is the, I nearly, I'm nearly turned it, I've nearly done Jerry's final thoughts. But I always think this bit is the best bit about Christmas. The build-up is the best bit, isn't it? I'm, I'm sorry. You, you're, not, you're not asking for my opinion on Christmas. But it is the build-up. Anyway, pure waffle. Uh, if you enjoyed it, as ever, please spread the word. Tell your friends. Share it on the socials. On the, we're at Balance LDN. A positive write-up and a five-star review helps like you. I fear that you're turning off while I'm speaking right now. Um, but it helps like you won't believe. Drop us an email. At pod, <laughs> that is not an email address. Podcast at balance.media, sales at balance.media, uh, and then I'm at James Gill Comedy across the socials. Shameless, shameless self promotion. Um, I hope you have a great week, and I hope uh, now that it is Christmas, work can ease off a little bit uh, and enjoy sticks and stones. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.